Right, we're off to the UK. Gavin Gray, welcome to the program. Hi there, Andrew. Tomorrow's the day. Uh, tomorrow's the day yeah. where Conservative MPs vote on whether to hold an inquiry into Boris Johnson's actions and whether he misled Parliament. Yes, uh, an important few days ahead here. And uh, he faced MPs for the first time since uh, being fined for the Partygate scandal, holding parties or, or illegally attending events that he himself had made illegal because we were all supposed to be in lockdown. Anyway, uh, shortly after that very bruising encounter, when uh, effectively uh, he was called a, a liar by the leader of the opposition, uh, words that had to be slightly retracted and altered, um, but uh, he then, uh, Boris Johnson, went to speak to his own MPs behind closed doors, no media allowed in, and um, well, I- I'm told that unity was very much on the uh, on the agenda. First of all, saying, "Look, you've got to get behind me at the moment, or else, quite simply, uh, the opposition party will get into power, and that's not good for any of us." And secondly, that he said, "You know, look, this is the agenda we've got. We've only just started the work we need to do. We've got Ukraine to deal with as well, so there's plenty more. Let me carry on." And in truth. This is an important moment for him because although the inquiry may go ahead, it may then recommend all sorts of things, including resignation or even expulsion. Boris Johnson still has pretty strong support among his own MPs, but he makes to make very sure that they stay on side. Yeah, well, how much is that support? I mean, I've, I've never, I've, I've got some conservative friends and in fact members of the party back in England. Boy, they really don't like Boris. Yeah, he's always been this sort of uh, divisive figure where some people love him, some don't. The party's always put up with him because he does have a charisma, like it or not, a charisma which has appealed to non-conservative voting people in the past. But the moment that charisma begins to tarnish, the moment those people who did vote for him because they wanted something different, that has worn off, well, then he will be in trouble. But uh, suffice to say, this has been damaging for him. And still, we're awaiting the official report from the senior civil servant, Sue Gray. We're expecting that out in the next few days. Again, that could make things even more difficult for him. All right, there's been a change to your road code and your driving rules in the UK, which means you'll be able to watch television on built-in screens. Now, how on earth does that work? Yeah, that's a very good question. Uh, So these are proposals to updates to the highway code. The changes say you can watch television on a built-in screen. You can't take one into the car yourself. And the changes will say that the drivers must, however, be ready to take back control of vehicles when prompted. Now, uh, basically, they're looking at the first use of uh, self-driving technology is when people are going to be traveling at slow speeds on motorways, like congested traffic. Uh, Using a mobile phone will still remain illegal, interestingly, though, according to the latest proposals. Um, Now, there are no self-driving cars on UK roads at the moment, but... They could be coming out later this year. So it is sort of creeping up on us. And uh, these updates are all about embracing the new technology. Um, And uh, certainly the government's very keen on it. It says it could create around 38,000 new jobs and be worth roughly 100 billion New Zealand dollars to the economy by 2035. Watch this space to see how these early trials go. I can't believe it, mate. To be honest, <laughs> watching TV, you're driving a car. And even if the car mm. is driving, 
you're still looking after the car that is doing the driving. And I say that because, of course, Tesla's self-drive. The other day, a, a woman actually uh, hit and run uh, somebody, uh, allowing the car to self-drive, and somebody died. And I had a mate who had a Tesla, and he used to scare the bejesus out of everybody when he put it into self-drive mode, and he'd only save it just in time. If he was watching TV as well, Ross would have killed thousands. Anyway, okay. Uh, finally, uh, the Duke of Sussex has revealed that the Queen is in great form. Yes, and that's the nice bit. The bit that will irk many, however, is that he dropped in on her to make sure she is protected uh, from, uh, well, I guess the wrong people. He said the monarch 95 needs to have, quote, the right people around her. And that uh, the visit allowed him to check that that was the case. This was in an interview with NBC's Today Show. There were plenty of people who said, what do you mean the right people around her? You were the ones that fled off to uh, 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 Canada and then America. But anyway, it's interesting to see that perhaps there is a certain rapprochement now between the senior royals and Prince Harry and Meghan, particularly as it's been reported now, Prince Harry and Meghan have both been invited for that royal family photo shot when all on the balcony of Buckingham Palace during the closing ceremony, as it were, of the Platinum Jubilee in June. So perhaps there is a certain warming, although it is interesting to note that when Prince Harry did come over to the UK, he met Prince Charles and Camilla, he met the Queen, he did not meet his brother. No, and he only met his dad for 15 minutes. <laughs> and was late. Apparently. And was late. <laughs> well, you know, blood is thicker than water, and you, you couldn't imagine that the British royal family is sitting there saying, well, you know, compared to Andrew, I mean, Harry's a daughter. <laughs> yeah. You know, we sucked up the rat that's Harry. Oh, that, that, yeah, whatever, you know where I'm going. Gavin, thank you so much. Gavin Gray out of the UK.